so posh. I'm just gonna take notes on my phone because I'm like, you, you oh yeah, I can even hold the mic. How fun is that? That's so fun, isn't it? Are we gonna do some ASMR? No, I hate yes. ASMR. So do I. No, I'll be because because of like my sensory issues, I'll be like on TikTok and I do my hear ASMR, ASMR. I go Ugh! and then I leave. I just think it's kind of gross because you can always hear like the spit in their mouth. Yeah. No, it's like there's like this story time that's really interesting, but the only problem about it is they're doing ASMR through it. No, it's not story time. You know, have you seen the ballroom hair? No. Oh, shit. That's awful. <laughs> I deleted TikTok recently. No. Um, well, before we begin this episode, I want to say shout out to our listeners in America, Belgium, and South Africa. Bots, yeah. Bots. For sure, for sure. Oh my god. Shout bleep out to bloop. the bots. Bleep bloop. These are not the droids. Is that the quote? I don't know what the quote is. I don't know what the quote is either. <laughs> Shout out to the robots that listen to this podcast. I'm very aware we that there's like possibly one of your one of your friends is listening to this, and I don't know half of your friends. Hey, Jarvis. Why not Jarvis? Jarvis is cool. Yeah, of course. But like Angus is like I, 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 I debate the cool part. Okay, I think Jarvis is cool. <laughs> I'll tell him not to listen to this episode. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Angus is the tall one, yeah. Yeah, that's only characteristic. Um, do you have other friends? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. I've never seen it. I have. My brother made me watch it. But my brother usually shows me good movies. Um, he has a good taste in movies. Um, I don't know. I kind of went into it being like, Okay, it has a really long title and I was really tired. And I'll be honest, I don't think I fully took in what this movie is. Like, do you know anything about it? Yes. Have you read this I know. I know what it's about. I've watched some, like, YouTube video on the symbolism of one of the characters' hair throughout the movie. Okay. And I know that it's about, like, relationships and it's asked a big, deep question of, like, would you erase your memories of a person that, like, things ended badly with? Um... Because of that, it's really confusing to me at times. So, like, I know you do, like, you, like, watch movies and you do your box shit. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I... I do. I can understand a movie if I watch it, like, 17 times. So, yeah, um, I've already seen it and I might be like, what are you on about? I'll try and mansplain it to you. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> um, so, two, two questions for you, Emer. One, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, oh, that's hard. Um, oh, what's my current one? I, oh, what have I watched recently? Um, it's usually the movie I watched last that I didn't hate. Um, I really liked Awakenings, but I also hated it because it was really sad. So I'd say I'm I have a current love hate relationship with Awakenings. I've never heard of Awakenings. I think it's called Awakenings. Um, it's Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. It's very sad. Aww. It's so depressing. Lovely. Yeah, but it was cool. It was interesting. And question number two, uh, this might be a deep one for the oh, oh yay! <laughs> I think this episode is gonna have less dick jokes than the previous two because our movie is sad. That's because I'm all innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Amber, what's it? <laughs> I'm a lesbian. I don't understand. 
um, if if you had the technology that exists in this movie and you could erase memories you have with a person, would you do it? Yeah, probably. Like not all. It would have to be all, all of it would the, be all or nothing. Oof. Certain people, yeah. Mm. Because like I don't get any benefit out of the good memory. If I don't have any benefit out of the good memories with them, then I'm like, nah. You know yeah. the person I'm talking about. Oh, for sure. And sure. like I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like the ben, like the good memories I have with them. I don't have any. They don't benefit me. <laughs> Yeah, they don't make it any easier to, like, detach yourself, I guess. Yeah, and I've had other situations that have given me the same wisdom as I got from that situation. (laughs) Well, you didn't learn. Yeah, I don't make... Yeah, I didn't, like... I didn't learn very well. I still don't. But I have the wisdom, I just don't apply it. So I'm like, really, if I have a bunch of, like... You know, it's like doing science experiments, like, 17 times. And, like, when you know for sure that there's, like, a fact. You know, I don't do science, so this sounds awful. But, like... (laughs) We do do that in science, just a few less times. Yeah, like, no, yeah, you just do it, like... You do, like, your control, and then you do your experiment, and then you do, like, okay, this is how it works. And then you do it, like, another 10 times. To be extra, extra sure. To be extra. You don't need to be that sure. Like, you've already proved it. You've already gotten your Nobel Prize, whatever. And then you're like, okay, but just in case, no, you don't yeah, need that other one. You can scrap that. It's like uh, like checking the locks like a couple more times than yeah. like even when you know the like locks. Like it was locked the first time. Yeah. And it was locked the second time. <laughs> but what if it's not locked the third time? Yeah, like, um, I don't know. So I feel like I could scrap that and still have wisdom from other situations and be like, yeah, no, I don't need that person. That person yeah. can follow I mean, for me, I think I'm I'm kind of like if I didn't remember it, I might repeat it. You know, I already repeated it and I remember it, so <laughs> it's no benefit. <laughs> okay, give it five years. Let's see if I repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> if I do, then yeah, like fuck that. Yeah. If 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 you repeat it, I'll tell you all about that. Also, <laughs> have you seen that um, movie with Jenner? No, it's not Jennifer Aniston. It's have you seen Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston? And yeah, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. So it's a movie with Adam Sandler. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. And some girl, and like, it's like 50 First Dates. Yeah, the one with Drew Barrymore. And yeah, and he has, oh, Drew Barrymore, okay. And he has to remind her who he is. That movie is so horrifying. Imagine yeah. waking up one day. Awakenings is worse. <laughs> it's so much worse, sorry. Um, <laughs> Anyway, continue. Yeah, um, but, like, he has to, like, show the video, like, this is who you are. You have, like, a kids or something, and you're married, like, you know, every day. So I'll just be like, hey, you erased, like, a big portion of your life, and I'm, I'm here to tell you I'm from the future. And, um, yeah, you know, and you forgot all this shit, and we mess with you every now and again and then like walk into this person and this person knows who you are but you don't know yeah just yeah I do I would totally do that sorry I I don't know I feel like there's some things that I have known on paper but I didn't really know until I'd experienced it like there was stuff that I knew was a red flag in a person but I didn't know what it looked like per se until I'd actually been through it deny 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 
that's the motto of my life. You just like, <laughs> like, I know that it's true, but I'm going to pretend it's not. And like, but you also like don't see it, you know, because you're clouded by like, oh, I'm friends with this person or yeah, like, you know. I, I guess it's like, it's like now I know, like friends can be just as bad for yeah. you as a bad romantic relationship. Yeah, so we're, we're teenagers because we, so we haven't found the one. Unless you're not telling me something, um, but I really no. doubt you've been in like a like a really serious relationship from like the age of twelve or something. I'd be um, really surprised. Well, you know, some people have called me a serial romantic. Oh wow, wow. Well, see, I'm chronically single, so I don't really. Yeah, I've been single for a long time. Now. Yeah, I don't know. Other people irritate me. <laughs> I feel like from from my personal experience of like situation-y, shippy situations. Situationship? Is that you don't have to be extra. It's just I, a situation. I always, I always have to be extra. You're not, you're not special. <laughs> yes, I am. My mommy says so. Ugh. Um, from my experience, it just, it's a bit stressful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit stressful, isn't it? Play this video at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit Stressful. It's a bit stressful. Um, I feel like I'm stressed about a lot of other things. I don't need to be stressed about, like, that, you know? Yeah, when I'm making the speech at your wedding, even if we're not friends, <laughs> I'll show up. I'll show up making the speech, but like, um, hello, everyone. I was I was friends with Elle from the age of um, three. three, and then I was ditched, and here I, I am today. Why are you making me ditch you? This You'll ditch me. Scenario. You'll ditch me. You'll make yourself forget me. And then, oh my god, <laughs> I'm not gonna eternal sunshine. Yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna eternal sunshine. What, what horribly traumatic thing are you going to do to me to make me eternal sunshine? You. Mm-hmm. Just wait. I can't tell I ca- you yet. I can't wait. Can't tell that. you yet. It's already happened. You eternal sunshine me. <laughs> yeah, put a sticky note with like a picture of you and it's like, this girl, stay away. Stay away. <laughs> Vandalize all the photo albums with pictures of us as kids. No, but like, I'll have my midlife crisis and I'll like dye my hair and you won't know who I am. You could get like really bad plastic surgery. I'll Darth Vader myself. Jump into a volcano and then wear a mask for the rest of my life. (laughs) I can see that happening. Yeah, but except I wouldn't be all burned on my face. I'd just be wearing a mask for the fun of it and just you know breathing really heavily because I'm asthmatic. So and then when we (laughs) when we take it off, like you know the way at the end of like some Halloween movie they take it off and his face is just really dusty. No, I'll just have like I feel like a Regina George moment or something that I'll like have like my blonde hair like waving at me. Oh, I'm so beautiful. You you bitches didn't know. You thought I was some creepy middle-aged man. No. I'm a beautiful girl with horrible lungs. (laughs) What if at the end of the Halloween movies Michael Myers takes off his mask? He's just been a really hot chick. Like a really this entire time he's just been like. But isn't it like the stereotype in like old TV shows? Not old TV shows, but like 90s TV shows that's like, oh yeah, like the hot chicks are crazy, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like there are horror movies with the concept this hot chick goes totally insane. I'd probably I'd probably be in that like movie. But I wouldn't stab people. I'd like mess with them mentally just for the fun of it. I feel like anyone who doesn't know you super well would be like, oh Emer's total final girl, like 
material and anyone who does know yeah. you is like no it's like no 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 no, no, no. Yeah, no i used to be that kid in primary school it's like who who is most likely to murder someone oh it'd be this person who's most likely to actually murder yeah definitely Emer. it's it's her yeah and that was before i went insane so that was yeah back in your like 2020 true crime era i remember that oh I, i'm still in my true crime still era you should see my netflix it's all like <laughs> McCann. like you know i've also read my fair share of true crime wikipedia pages no i watch i watch the videos on youtube you know i'm that girl oh my god i'm the youtube you're true the crime girl. <laughs> you're one of those white girls that people say are like i like discourse about yeah i'm like i'm i'm not white girl that everyone's like if she gets kidnapped she'll be prepared <laughs> oh my god is this gonna turn into like uh, do you listen to my favorite murder no I listened to Good. one I listened to one YouTube girl and I I have stuck with her for you. I've I've had a few other ones but I've never I've never stopped watching her. So mm. I've um I, I had this thing, so I was a real like scaredy cat of a little kid and I was also yes. having like I, I you have remember, stories. You you remember this. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Uh, y- you wanted to walk out of that as well. You didn't like the music. I did I say something about the music? You were the the whole time you were like the music scares me. No, but <laughs> the minute it started, you were like, I don't like the music, the music is scary. And I was like, okay. The only reason I like I even it took me years to like rewatch that movie and it was you actually watch not, it. Yeah, I watched I watched the rest of it because oh, I was like, I never finished it. No, they didn't. Um, and in fairness, that scene was creepy that we walked out. Yeah, we walked out on the scene where um I, I, we'd already seen the scene where he like animates a little dead boy's body and the boy's like, come play with me, Jacob, or something or like, like that. Um, and it was like, hi, Tim, I'm Luda. You know, yeah. like, I'm Victor, whatever. I'm Victor, what And he like best? shoots up out of the bed with no eyes. And that was creepy. That, that was the bit that got you. That was, bit, I was like, no. But no. the bit that got me was all the people with their white eyes, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not editing this part out. It. Dear listeners, we're moving rooms because my grandmother is trying to sleep under us. But, um, yeah, that movie gave me nightmares for, like, weeks afterwards. Even though I don't think we saw any of the actually violent scenes in it. Um, I don't think any of it was violent. It was just kind of weird. Like yeah. I re- so I rewatched it and I was like, okay. Um, and I got I got past that scene with the resurrected like weird attachment that Miss Peregrine has to this child. Like, you know, yeah. that was creepy. Can oh, she not just like throw the just body? On. Jesus, Can- like you know. Yeah, just throw the body out. Like, don't be keeping it in a bedroom. It's yeah. Weird. No, but they were like in a time. Sorry, we're talking like. I mean, they were in a time loop, but like. I don't know. I feel like she's got to be able to dispose of him somehow. Just like, <laughs> yeah, we should we should watch that movie. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I was a total like coward, um, and I was also showing early symptoms of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and so when I was like nine, I would constantly be really afraid to go to sleep because I just my, my imagination would run away with me. And so I'd vicariously read Wikipedia pages of horror movies and, like, true crime and stuff. Just to prepare yourself. Yeah, just to prepare myself. Did I do that? I don't know. I didn't... I don't think I showed many early signs of anxiety. Did I? 
Um, I mean, I wasn't, like, a psychiatrist. I was also seven. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I feel like I could have been, like, if I had seen you, I'd be like, yeah. Really? You know? Like, so, like, you'd be ner- You were, like, nervous, I guess, you know? I wouldn't think that. I mean... No, but could you see anything from my childhood and be like, yeah, there it is. Like, your, like, depression and stuff. Yeah, like, just, like, or even just anxiety. Like, I guarantee you couldn't. No. I don't think... I can look back at, like, stuff from my childhood and see, like, yeah, like, anxiety in my own head, but I don't think other people would have noticed it. Yeah, I feel like there was a few things that I would have been like, oh, maybe. Yeah, there but, were, like... I could be kind of uptight in, like, a lot of moments. Yes, yeah, but I don't think... Like, and I can see moments from my childhood that I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. But, like, I guarantee someone would look at me and be like, what the fuck, you're all, like, messed up now? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I most people just don't know I have anxiety unless I tell them. Yeah. Like, I because I don't like come off as oh no. This Bye. is gonna turn into one of those podcasts where like guys talk about like their their mental health. <laughs> just watch it. We're watching Eternal Sunshine. But like, okay, well, should we go for the movie? Yeah, <laughs> probably. We're, we're getting too emotional. This is turning into a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> yeah. So we're half an hour in. Yeah. Just while I checked. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were paying attention to the time. We're actually, like, 35 minutes in. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we had literally, just before I was like, oh, what time are we at? We kind of established what's going on. <laughs> we were, like, as we were watching the movie, like, trying to work out the timeline. Because <laughs> it's so confusing. Yeah, so, I, I you... You, like, read or watched that thing that, like, says, like, hair indicates what t- point. But even then, that doesn't help. The hair does not help. It's confusing because, um, like, in, in the early scenes when, like, they meet, I think they don't remember each other. When she's and, got blue hair with, like, green roots coming in. Yeah, and then at the, se- at the second, a- after the beach, when they see each other on the thing, I think they both don't remember each other. Or is that not yeah, on the same day? I think it is because she's wearing the same thing. Okay. So beach, yeah, yeah. So beach and the like train or something. They all no one remembers each other. The complete strangers. Yeah, beach happens on Valentine's Day, and yes, it does. The time that he sees her at the library, um, and she doesn't recognize him. That also happens on a Valentine's Day, and she also has blue hair with green roots coming in. I'm so confused. But I think he remembers her then. So I think he the remembers first her then. Scene and she's... Is in like the. Th- I'm gonna say third year. It's probably not third year, and they both don't remember each other. They're broken up. Yeah. And um, the sec, the one at the library. So there's a scene at the library where he goes up and says hi, and he's like, and she's like, "What do you want, hi?" And she's kissing someone. We and don't see who it is, and she doesn't know who he is. And then he goes home and he finds that she's erased her memory. Yeah. That's she, the second year. That's the second year. And then the first year is, like, actually when they're in a relationship. Now, they yeah. could have been in... I'd say it's a few months. They were probably yeah. in a relationship, maybe. It could have been longer. I think we'll, we'll find, find out, out later. I guess. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know what notes you have. Uh, do you want me to read it? Yeah, so I want to I wanna have your thoughts. <laughs> my first thought watching this movie was, I have these pajamas that Joel is wearing. Oh, my first thought was, haha, sad... Because this guy is clearly, like, very depressed. With his long bangs. And he's, like, scruffy. And he has two armchairs. He wears 
like everything's in a really depressing color palette and I thought I thought when Clementine showed up that the like pal- color palette was gonna change to like be like oh my god she brightened up his life no, mm-hmm. it's still a depressing color palette just yeah. like her hair is the one real color in this movie yeah like but obviously I know from from a person with depression I'm just gonna talk about these two armchairs because it's not important <laughs> at all it's not important at all it does not signify anything this is not Coraline but why are there two armchairs there are two armchairs I'd say because I was like I got so bored and I stay in my room and so I'll move to different places on my bed. And I really feel like this is, I'm depressed and I'm so bored, so I'm going to sit in different, different angles in my room. That's an interesting analysis. I think that's what it's for. I feel like he had two armchairs, but I feel like he's using those two armchairs. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a little strange to have two armchairs like near your bed, but that take, yeah. that take explains it. Um, he looks rough. Yeah. He does not look like Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. You didn't recognize it was Jim Carrey. I didn't. And I had to point so it out. I really, you know, people are like, for your men- it, it's good for your mental health to like dress more like positively and like brighter colors and stuff. And I think this guy is a symbol of that because he is dressed like the most sad sack man on the entire planet. Yeah. I think this is a part two because I was the same when we were watching Fight Club and there's a depressed guy in that. I'm like... I, I, I can see some steps these guys can take to make their life better. Yeah, but, like, honestly, what I thought... He's doing the journal. And, actually, this goes back to the year thing. He says, I haven't written in this in two years. So he does, like, this whole, like, monologue. And I hate that monologue. Because it's, like, weird ASMR. I have to say, I have recently started, like, writing in a journal. You know, every day for the past 30 days. I'm going oh, really? Well. Yeah. Um, and people usually tell me to do it and I never commit to it but I'm like I'm committing to it no one talks like that in a journal because I know it's a movie so there's supposed to but like no one talks it's not natural natural because he's using fancy words and I really feel like you know you're not doing that in a journal maybe some people are like yeah. I probably sound kind of put together from my thoughts because I think a lot rather than talking to people um, but like I don't think anyone talks like that it seems very unnatural. I mean, I'm holding my journal right now. Um, you use that as a journal? I do, yeah. This is my diary entry from yesterday. But <laughs> you are dear. I don't write dear, dear diary. Uh, dear diary. Sorry. Dear diary. I mean, how dun, else am I supposed dun, to start dun, it? Um, I have such beautiful thoughts as, I love hotels. I have a mild cold. You I watch always have a mild cold. I always have a mild cold. <laughs> I watched Breaking Bad. Had a nice hot chocolate at the Liffey Valley Jesus, shopping center. Your entire entries are so boring. You're like the kind of person that's like, I, you know, if I'll do the, I'll show you my diary if you do this for me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then you're like, you look. Any person who makes that deal is robbed because that is not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I'm not reading. I'm not out saying here. your vulnerable inner thoughts are really dull, but they kind of are. So. I'm just saying that. If I have a vulnerable inner thought, I might write it down. But, like, usually I forget to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just obsess all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so back to this movie. Um, um, so, I, I hate when men make emo monologues in movies. It's like, oh, get over yourself. Honestly, yeah. We're promoting toxic masculinity, but it's okay because it's cringy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm all for men feeling their feelings. I'm not 
I just have like an anti-whinge is, bag stamp. <laughs> so Joel's not allowed to be depressed because it it's inconvenient to you. You need to stop being such a bummer. Yeah. Well, this is you are quoted saying, "I uh, Casey would drop kick a depressed <laughs> child." Yeah. Bet you didn't know about that, Jarvis. Bet you didn't know. Um, I've. <laughs> I guess as someone who like, uh, when I'm struggling, I'm funny. Uh, yeah. But like. You can be funny and be a whinge bag. Like I, I, I am quite I'm quite a whinge bag. No, I'm a whinge bag in a funny way. Yeah. So I'll be like, ha, life is shit. Ha, ha. You yeah. know? I talk about how I feel a lot. You do. We I, talk about we how talk we feel. Yeah. We meet up and then it's like, so I'm having a crisis, you know. <laughs> but like it's <laughs> I'm like, one rocky road, please. Yeah. So Yeah, like cognitive was, behavioral therapy. Yeah, we literally yeah, that's um that's how we function. Um but <laughs> I personally like it. But. Yeah, that's like we just have intelligent conversations about the fact that we're all messed up and find school hard um bonding time yeah anyway so this guy joel he's on the beach and he sees um hot girl hot girl but oh no she's crazy she's crazy yeah so they're on a train and she just starts talking at him like it's almost like he's she's attacking him with words but they're not even violent words they're just like he's just so quiet and she's like saying everything and so she, at one point, she's like, oh, I wonder who comes up with the names of hair dye because her hair is blue and she's different and cool. She's a manic pixie dream girl, but super manic. Yeah, and she comes up and she's like, comes up with this one called Asian Orange because she's so different. And a- I- Agent Orange. Oh, yeah. She's an orange <laughs> jumper on. Um, but anyway. That's not even good. Yeah. One, like, one. And so she... Um, yeah, and then she says, oh, yeah, I dye my hair to, like, make my personality. And he's like, I'm sure that's not true. And then she gets so offended. <laughs> and it's, like, the whole time he has not been talking back to her because, like, he's kind of quiet and depressed. And she's just blabbing away. And then he finally says something and she's like, what? How dare you? How dare you don't even you know me. Um... He Joel is, I think, an artist. I think that's yeah. his job. Is he, he an artist? Is that his job, or, or does he just he, do that? Is he unemployed? I genuinely don't. Know. I don't think we see him work. We haven't seen him working so far. Like the only thing we see him do is draw, and he draws Clementine, and his drawings of her are so like ugly. The first one, like I think it's kind of abstract, but he just it's kind of like you know those people you see on piers on holidays, and they like do yeah, like those kind of cartoon caricatures, yeah. He does that, except the rest of the drawing is kind of good, and then she is a character. Yeah, she looks like all sad and wrinkled. Yeah, like she genuinely, and like it's it's Kate Winslet, she's kind of pretty, like, you know, and then she, and then it's like this weird wrinkled, like weird nose drawing. Yeah, I mean... It's not big enough if to a, be a If someone put enough effort into drawing me on a train, because clearly they think I look interesting if they're going to draw me, yeah. can they make me look like that? I'd be so offended. Um, my f- I, a funny scene in this movie is when he's on the beach and he just digs a little hole you know, with a really shit stick and then that? he throws a stick away I don't know what the hole was for I think he's just playing around the sand as you do going back to his, his childhood <laughs> yeah no so they're on this train and I have a line that you've told me to say it's let's play a game what mental illness does she have? Because honestly, she's so hot and cold. As I said, it's like, I feel like this is what the writers thought 
bipolar disorder was like in two cents because she's get like she's so like happy and like you know oh my manic God, I'm so as they would quirky. say i'm so quirky and then then she gets all sad and grumpy and doesn't talk to him <laughs> and then she apologizes half i feel like that's what the writers thought was like you were like what it was to be bipolar it's like yeah you get manic and sad like, in two immediately. seconds immediately um so she obviously has some mental illness she's kind of insecure yeah she's pretty clingy i feel like she's what people who don't really know anything about adhd think a person with ADHD. yeah um like i'm i in case the podcast listeners haven't figured out by now have ADHD um and I love reading like kids books where the main character is ADHD um more than your typical authors trying to write an ADHD person's internal monologue yeah like, oh my god a squirrel oh my god I keep getting so distracted. just like a dog I'm so quirky yeah. yeah just yeah that's what my that's how my dog functions <laughs> just yeah yeah me and your dog we share a brain yeah um like I don't know I just think it's interesting. Like, she obviously... There's obviously something wrong with her. <laughs> like, she's... Who goes up to a stranger and starts just, like, a, just talking at them? Like, I know people do that, but, like, it's... It's not in, like, a friendly way. It's in a, like, talk-to-me-right-now kind of way. Mm. But, any, I feel like... Yeah, so, moving on from that. Day after the train, she's in his car... They're, like, in a car yeah, together. Yeah, for some reason, she, like, get, she, he, like, gives her a lift home or something. Okay, I'm going to pause it now. Anyway. Yeah, so they're in the car together, and it's, like, okay, I, I have written down um, from one true crime girly to another, because she's obviously a true crime girly, and <laughs> why the fuck would you get in some stranger's car? I feel like, yeah, and so they go back to her apartment because um, she's like, come up for a drink, and he's like, no, and she's like, oh my god, you hate me. Yeah, like, she's so, oh my god, I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, like obviously, um, like, I don't know, some sensitivity disclaimer, we're not making fun of a mentally ill woman no. here for symptoms of mental illness. Yeah, um, but it's obviously, like, she's obviously very insecure, but, like, I don't think she knows she's insecure. Yeah, um, and so she's like, she starts saying serial killer things. Yeah, no, I, for the, the whole time, I said, like, the, the, you know, why did you get in his car? And then it suddenly switched you, oh, she's the serial killer. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, we should get married and stuff. Um, and then she's like, oh my god, call me, call me, call me, call me. Yeah, uh, like, they're in the apartment together, and she's just like, you know, like, oh, you know, you don't leave now, don't leave now, don't leave now. I was like, oh, like, she's, like, gonna kill him. Like, I genuinely thought, like, cause I, I was like, Is she, did she let him leave here? I can't remember. More representation for women in serial killing. I know. That's what I said. Um, I wrote down, why does she like him? Yeah, he's kind of, like, sad and quiet. And I know we're not discriminating him for being de- against him for being depressed, but, like, he's sad and quiet, and they don't have the same energy at all. Yeah, I feel like we're being very mean to the characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, but they don't... But they're not real people, it's they fine. They don't have the... Sm- like, I don't know. They don't have similar energy, okay? Yeah. Like, they just don't. Um, And then, at some point after that, I, I assume it's like they go on another date, and they're like... 
walking they go on ice they go on ice they lie down on the ice and like you know she runs out and he's like oh what are you doing because it's oh, ice no. it's nice like that's reckless behavior i have yeah. that written down right here reckless um and it's like and then they just lie down together beside this huge crack in the ice and <laughs> is that a metaphor we i don't here know disgusting who in their right mind must have lied out on some ice? Like we maybe it's like a ple- like pain pleasure thing. Maybe you know, uh, like that has to be a really mild kink. Like just getting kind of cold and wet. Like yeah, don't make a joke. <laughs> don't make a joke. I'm not making a joke. Um, um, but like I don't know. It's cold and it's uncomfortable. Like ice is not comfortable. I wouldn't be happy to lie down on ice that's being cracked just to look at the sky. Yeah, like, and the sky wasn't even nicer. It's like a gonna... city. Yeah. I, like, where is this set? I don't know. And he, um, he doesn't know any constellations. And I was like, huh, imagine not knowing any constellations, but Emer doesn't either. Because I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I am I've... a nerd. I am a nerd. <laughs> you are a nerd. You're a nerd, but, like, in a cool sense. Thank you. I yeah, I don't know constellations because I have other things to do with my life. And that is, like, three things. But <laughs> I will, um, <laughs> play Minecraft play sims no haven't played sims in a while play what's my other game the stardew valley yeah yeah um, I, I play stardew valley as well. i'm on i'm on winter in year three i'm on uh like i'm on winter in. i think i might also be on winter in year three. Oh, fun yeah i'm um i'm on my way to getting married at the moment so. oh i'm already married my and i have uh, one kid uh that's a toddler and my other kid is arriving in like two days well my pig has had a baby Oh, my sheep and cow hunt. And sheep, no, sheep and sheep goat. At the moment. I don't have a pig yet, but I have all the other ones. I'm keeping a rabbit for, um, to, like, get a rabbit's foot. Oh, yeah, I finished the community center. I haven't finished that yet. Yeah, it took me a while to get the rabbit's foot. But, yeah. yeah, I'm still just, I'm just waiting to become besties with my rabbit, so it'll give me a rabbit's foot. It only took me, like, one and a half hearts, I think. Oh, really? Or one or one Maybe or I should one get one more than one rabbit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Here from us on our gaming podcast, Yay. which we will totally make. Yes, we should. We, we should, should just play Stardew Valley. We should make a Stardew Valley, yeah. We should make a farm. We can come right to each other. That's gay. <laughs> well, yeah, but like tax benefits and true, stuff. True, true, true. There's no tax benefits. Miss, like, what I was going to say, Mr. Lewis. Lewis just sends you like coins every now and again. Otherwise, you have to fend for yourself. You know how tax write off for your kids? Yeah, what? Who's. There's no child support in Stardew Valley. No child support. It's ridiculous. How am I supposed to care for my children that literally don't get fed? I just have to hit A and then they get happy. Yeah, you just pet them. You basically pet them. You don't um you don't pay taxes either in Stardew Valley. No. So maybe that's like maybe the government doesn't give you money because you're not paying taxes. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a bunch of iridium bars right now. I yeah. Because I need five for uh Willie, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do and how to get them, but I'm I'm just chilling at the Skull Cavern, being like, I hate the Skull Cavern. Those little gr- wiggly green freaks. Hate oh, them. I love them. Oh, I hate because they're so annoying, but like cute. I got to level they're, twenty-five. They're good for design. I just don't like. I like them a lot better than like maggots that attack you in the caves. Oh, they're like near like level twenty. Yeah, right? I hated yeah. those things. No, because I finished the normal cave, so I'm like, what do I do now? So I'm tr- I'm. I'm trying to get to 100 in the Skull Cavern. Anyway, the movie. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Um, He looks like all of the Beatles, and I like the little weird figurines she makes out of grass. Yeah, those are cool. Those are cool. They're obviously very artsy. That's the having hot one. Um, I looked up the guy that did the music, because at one point, 
the music I thought the music was really cool his name is John Bryan and he he worked on a few movies um one was Lady Bird that's with Saoirse Ronan and one what was it where is it oh Christopher Robin which I love I've never seen it uh John Mulaney some Netflix special special of his yeah uh Step Brothers which I have not seen um and Paranorman which is an animated movie you've never heard of Paranorman I've seen it. I haven't seen it. It was from September 2012. Apparently it's good. Right. Um, the dialogue of... Uh, she, she says something like, I want you to call me. I would like it if you called me. And I'm like, yeah. this is insane. Like, okay, calm down. So, yeah, basically, it goes from that to... I can't remember when the transition was from them ca- hanging out there to them to Joel like forgetting no oh he drops her off after the ice lake and there's a guy um Frodo 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 is like at his car being like what are you doing like what are you doing why are you here and he's like what like what did I do um he's like what's going on so it goes from that and then he goes home and there's people outside his house I think. No, when he... I think, like, he goes home... Or, like, there's some transition, but it's really not obvious because he's wearing, like, a very similar outfit. Yeah. Um, and it's meant to be, I think, a year earlier, the Valentine's before. Um, and his neighbor is like, you got, like, a really cool girlfriend. You better, like, plan something for her and not go to McDonald's. Mickey D's. Mac romantic. Yeah. Um, and then... And so he's walking in, he's like, I'm going to bed. And it's like, it's 8.30 though. And he's like, fuck off. And so he goes he goes into his apartment to go to bed. And I think he looks all paranoid. Does he? I didn't I forget, remember he was looking at the window and he was like turning off. And then, was it Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. I was outside. And then he starts writing a little like apology note to Clementine, I think. Yes. And so it goes from that. And then I think he either goes to the friend's house or he goes to the library. I can't remember which one. He he, he, he goes to the friend's house and he tells the friend, um, the guy who kidnaps the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, oh, yeah. No, he goes to the friend's house. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, today I was at the library and I saw Clementine and she didn't know who I was. And he finds out that Clementine got her memory erased. Yeah. And then he decides to get his memory erased. Because they got a note being like, oh, um, Clementine, whatever, her Polish son, surname. Polish surname. Love the Polish representation. Yeah. Um, has erased Joel, like, Parrish or something from her mind. Joel, yeah, Parrish. Yeah. Like, please don't tell him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, keep him away from her. Um, more more uh, notes. People will literally do this instead of going to therapy. Yeah, honestly. Um, so yes, so he goes to this place with this note being like, what? She doesn't remember me. And they're like, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Yeah, and he's like, is this procedure for real? And uh, Kristen... Dunn? She's Kristen in Stewart? Spider-Man. Kristen Dunn. Kristen, Kristen Dunst. We could literally look this up and do that. Yeah, uh, Mary, uh, Marie Antoinette, Mary Jane from Spider Man, yeah, um, is there, and she's like, uh, she, she's 
basically he decides to get the procedure um, and he brings all the stuff that reminds him of Clementine, including a mug with a picture of her on it? Yeah. Who gave him that? Did um, she give him that? I don't know. That's a really weird... Maybe he was going to give it to her, but like, who wants a picture of a mug with themselves? Maybe they have... I, like, I would have. Maybe she has one that has him on it. Well, it had, because obviously she got rid of Maybe it. she like gave... Yeah. So you have to get rid of all the stuff that reminds you of this person because you don't want to wake up and be like... Why do I have a picture of this woman that I don't know with yeah. me in it? Like, you and know. She's got all these ugly drawings of her. I mean, they're very, like, technically good drawings. But, like, they're. She just doesn't look good enough. Yeah. And. It's Kate Winslet, like, come on. Yeah, so, like, he has to get rid of all this stuff. And then he's put into, like, a machine that looks like the thing you get your hair dyed in. It looks like a thing you strain past in. You know, that's like that. No, the thing that he puts on after looks like yeah. that. I said, I Look, have... The thing old ladies get their blue rinses in. Yeah, so that's... He's in that, and they're, like... They show him, like, the... Like, the mug. And then they're, like, looking at scans of his brain. They're, like... And things are lighting up, and they're supposed to see, like, oh, it's good. Good reactions and stuff. And then, after that, he walks into the room while he's in the chair and so obviously and then he like starts to look like jim carrey yeah so this is like a cut to obviously in a minute they cut to him in his bed and mark ruffalo and frodo who works at the place yeah is so, there. That, so we figure out that's why he was like being like what do you do around clem's apartment or yeah, yeah but why was he outside clem's apartment being a weirdo yeah like um well, obviously I know, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you've seen you've seen the movie. Yeah, so what ha- like they're like in his house, and he has what I call a glorified colander on his head. Yeah, and he has like wires, loads of wires, and they're looking at maps of his brains, and they're basically playing that you know that like you know those like space shooter games where you shoot aliens, and it look it's a picture of like his brain, and there's dots. And Mark Ruffalo is basically like connecting the dots and like she's playing like a, a, like a restaurant join the dots. Yeah, like on the screen. It's like yeah, and um, so he, it kind of gets weird, like psychedelic, and he's like in the chair with like the coffee mug, but like in the street. So obviously he's like in his brain, and then yeah. they're like talking to him, and be like, Joel, what's going on? Because like I think he was like a bit distressed or something. Yeah, I think like Frodo was doing something weird with the wires, and then like. Joel remembers the last time he saw Clementine. Yeah. And her hair is like a sort of washed out like orangey blonde. And there's like a bit of like tinsel in it. So what? So it's Christmas. Presumably. Well no, like tinsel is like a trend. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. A girl in your class has tinsel in her hair. Oh, like like letter tinsel, right? Yeah. Um, Not literal like I was you said she had, it was a darkly lit scene. <laughs> I took your word for like the a strand. So they're in his apartment and she comes home at like what 3 a.m. it was said. Yeah, and and she she's like I like trashed your car because uh, I think you're cheating on me or something Yeah, it's like, like oh, you're sleeping with a woman. And then he's like, oh, no, you must be sleeping with a woman because that's, like, how... That's the only way you get people to like you. Yeah, that's the only way you get people to like you, which is awful coming from your boyfriend. Yeah, I was like, dump him, dump him, Yeah, dump because, him. like, and so she, like, storms out into the kitchen and, like, leaves her keys and she's like, I'm not coming back. 
Yeah. Dead right. And like, that's, yeah. But, like, honestly, I think you're dysfunctional anyway, but, like, also to say, to have someone who loves you apparently say you sleep with people who probably sleeps with you as well to get them to like you, so it's like, oh, so you only like me because I sleep with you. Like, what? I, I feel That's like what I'd be thinking. If I was... This has kind of happened before, but when you're in an argument with someone and they say something just, like, incredibly personal and hurtful... It's like, uh, th- that's when you leave. Yeah. Like, it's the fact that you had, like, thought of that already. Yeah. And that you would say that to me, even in, like, a moment of anger. Something nah. so, Because, like, especially when it's so well put together. And yeah, it's when not it's like something like clearly they've thought No, when it's before. not, like, a scramble or, like, just unintelligible nonsense. And it's literally, like, a point, you could say, in a debate, like, so clearly. Yeah, it's like... Oh, you actually do think that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like you don't come up with that just out of nowhere. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's kind of where we left off, I think. Um, yeah. How are you, do you like this movie so far? I think now that I'm seeing it a second time, I'm sort of getting, making sense of it because it's kind of hard. It is a bit hard to follow. Yeah, I wish they had given, like, Joel some kind of identifiable, like, what time is it? Or they could have just like, told you what what time is it. Yeah, what year it is. or even just like a look at a calendar in the background, or yeah. like uh, he says it's two thousand and four in like the opening scene. Yeah, like a shot to a train ticket that says the date and time. Like literally something like that. I think would make this movie a lot easier to follow. I think it is a movie probably for like movie fanatics who would like really enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, I like movies that make me think. I just like I. Like, but it's I, hard to follow. Is the difference? Yeah, I think it's kind of a depressing movie and that's yeah. not really my type of movie but we'll mm-hmm. see how the movie goes and yeah um yeah just i think yeah i've <laughs> seen it so. back back to the movie so okay the acid trip continues the acid trip continues okay so we go back where did we leave off um, we left off they were like they're still doing this machine with the glorified colander and Frodo is here and he is he's got a new girlfriend he's talking to Mark Ruffalo he's like I got a new girlfriend it's like that girl with the potatoes last week and we're like yeah, what the fuck is this and I didn't realise it's Clementine until you explained yeah it. I had to explain that it was Clementine <laughs> that he was referring to because he's like yeah we did we did it last week and I stole her panties Even I hate that word I hate <laughs> Even it, it. Like <laughs> just be a normal person underwear underwear stole okay. her underwear Ugh. Go to jail, Frodo. Like, why panties? Because, are you talking like pants? And because they're so smaller they're really panties? Small pants. Yeah. Panties? That's just shorts. That's just shorts. Americans are weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so he's like telling, yeah, no, and so he's basically saying how he took advantage of this girl. And Mark Ruffalo is like, that's unethical. And, but then it's like he's joking and like, yeah, it's like, haha, it's so funny, I'm a creep. And so, I mean, he has sideburns. What did you expect? Yeah. If any sideburn havers are listening to this podcast, shave them right now. Yeah. Um. And so then Joel is kind of hearing this. It's like he's halfway, so he's in his thing, but it's like there's an intercom. That's like yeah, he's hearing like some he, of this. He, he can hear their conversation. He's trying to have like a serious emotional moment. Yeah, and he's um, like in the room with Clementine. He's hearing the bro talk. Yeah, and then he... um. I think at one point he starts, like, giving out to... Like, a little bit later, they're walking down a road, and he's, like, giving out to Clementine, being like, oh, my God, you erased me. And obviously it's in his mind, so she doesn't know, because it's it's 
him it's her in his mind so it's not actually her yeah this, um, it's like a couple scenes from like memories from their relationship where Clementine is just being extremely toxic like he oh, sucks yeah. but like she sucks oh yeah she more. called him a slur <laughs> yeah she called him a slur <laughs> yeah just like down the road like in his mind um yeah and then what was it um yeah so then at one point he's like in the room with her and he, they, they he eat a, a lot a of Chinese food yeah he gets a knife yeah he and, and yeah and he um I don't know what to say about that it was kind of untalked about but there's a lot of like <laughs> trippy scenes in his memory of like weird shit happening yeah um and we don't have it's like metaphorical just like confusing stuff and I turned to Emer and I was like if like we were high right now this would be the most insane movie ever yeah um, um, at one point, they're walking down the road, and oh, this is obviously a memory, because there's, like, a baby, and Clementine is like, oh, I'd really love to have kids, like, and he's like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it, because this is obviously, Clementine talks a lot, and is obviously, so, seemingly, she thinks she's very open about, like, her feelings and everything, and he isn't as open. Maybe that's why you're depressed, just saying. And he's, yeah. and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I feel like... <sighs> I, I know for a fact, because I remember reading the Wikipedia page a long time ago, they do, like, get together again by the end of this movie. You've already... Oh, I was so excited to see what you thought of it, thought. I think it's a horrible idea, because... Look, there's... No, because you don't know the context of it. Okay. Well, here's, here's my opinion not knowing the context. Yeah. In a relationship, you can love someone so much... But there, sometimes there's fundamental differences that will lead to it not working. Yes. And not being able to communicate is one of those it fundamental differences. Um, Having different ways of communicating is, like, basically one of those. No, but you know? I think his problem is it's not different ways of communicating. He does not communicate. Yeah. Um, and she communicates a lot. There's literally... Um, Oh, by the way, during this, uh, the doorbell rings and Mary, who is the one from Spider-Man, yeah, she shows up at this place. It's obvious um, Frodo is a bit like, oh, because they don't like each other. Yeah. And so Mary is dating Mark Ruffalo. And so she gets, like, alcohol from Joel's apartment and she gets one for Mark Ruffalo and not for... Frodo. I don't Frodo. know his actual name. It's <laughs> Patrick, but we'll call him Frodo. He's Patrick in the thing. We don't know his real name. Yeah, and then... So, then it cuts to a scene of Joel and Clementine talking, and she's, like, obviously very insecure, and she's like, you don't talk to me, you know? Yeah, it's like... Sh- sure, he... Like, it's true he doesn't talk to her, but sometimes he'll, like, say something quite harmless and she like interpreted as a personal yeah. insult i know people like that yeah like, and she's like she's very much like oh i talk to you and then he's like well talking lock doesn't really mean communication which i thought was really interesting because we've been saying he doesn't communicate and she talks a lot but she talks a lot and maybe she's not actually saying her feelings she's just kind of yeah saying whatever she's like yeah i mean i have be like been with a person who well, t- who's, I guess, kind of, it stems from insecurity, probably, yeah. um, and just, like, not trusting you and paranoia, and it's pretty clear that she is paranoid yeah. about what people think of her and what Joel, like, might be doing, like, oh, clearly you were with a girl, even but though there's no evidence with But that's not communication, it's just kind of Yeah, it's not thoughts. communication, it's, 
Yeah, and I've I've known people a person who um, would take like something very non non existent, like I thought you looked at me funny, and make that into an yeah. argument, um, and like argue on the stance of you you think this, and you're like no, you know. Yeah. So then I think it's during this we have like that intercom moment, kind of of Frodo talking. It's Clem's voice and. Clementine is like calling Frodo in like a crisis is like yeah I'm needing validation I feel really weird and so Frodo says to kind of Mark Ruffalo and stuff like oh I need to go like I need to and Mark Ruffalo's like "Uh, we're in the middle of this can you and he's like no I really need to go clearly not to actually support her but because he thinks he's gonna get to sleep with her because she's vulnerable probably yeah but even like even that it's kind of he's like oh I need to just go and that's when we see that he has a bunch of the stuff that Joel had and he is basically taking over Joel's life because he's using there's like a letter or like an art piece that Joel um did about their time on the the lake which they've done twice they've done twice like they did it at first but there was a cut to when they were did it when they were in a relationship when she had red hair when she had red hair and it was like oh, I'd like, I would like, I would die here, like, I love you, kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, Um, she says something like, um, I, I've never, like, really been where I want to be before this moment, and I am. And then he takes out a little red box that we've seen before, and he gives it to her, and she's like, what is this? He's like, oh, I don't know, I guess you'll have to open it, because he literally doesn't know. Because it's something that Joel was going to give her. Yeah, and it's some, like, bohemian jewellery. Yeah, it's like, and she's like, oh my god, it's beautiful. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. Um, But, yeah, but so... Hey, we, we appreciate the gesture. Yeah, and then, I think we... Oh, and throughout this... Calls him Jolie. Oh, Jolie, yeah. Oh. No, throughout this, Mark Ruffalo and Mary... <laughs> oh, God, they're acting inappropriately they're around... They're so the insane. They're so <laughs> Yeah, he's unconscious, and they're on his bed dancing. And in the first scene, we see that um, Mary is, like, taken off. She has a vest and underwear on. Yeah, and also they're, like, eating a bagel. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that is sitting on his crotch. And so they're just dancing above him. Like they could knock it into him, things could go wrong. Yeah, and then throughout this, we see it again when Mark Ruffalo has nothing on but his underwear, and she's wearing the vest and underwear, and they're just dancing. Yeah, and then uh, at the scene we left off, uh, you can see that they're naked and on a chair, on, a on chair. His, one of his armchairs, on one of his two armchairs. <laughs> That's the sex armchair. Um, <laughs> this is my sex armchair, and this is my sadness armchair. Yeah, and, <laughs> and these two armchairs do not. Yeah, but be- like before this, there's um, like I think there's like obviously a moment where I think was like, oh wow, she's really insecure. Is a scene where Clementine was talking to um Joel, and she's like, I had this doll called Clementine, like an ugly doll. And that I used to, like, shout out and, like, tell not to be ugly because for some reason I thought that would, like, affect me and it would mean I wasn't ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's, like... And then Joel does this thing. It looks like the Mamma Mia crawling on the beach where he's, like, crawling under the covers, like, no, I don't want to forget this. And that's when we start to see that Joel does not want to go through with this erasing thing. Yeah. And so he's, like, scrambling. He wants, he wants, he wants to keep... And it's something that I do kind of get. It's like, even though 
somewhat, your memories are tainted somewhat by the bad things that happen. He wants to keep the good ones. Those good memories still exist. Yeah. You know? And he starts panicking. That's something I've been thinking a lot about recently. Yeah. I think it's a good point. It's like, you know, realistically, those are nice memories. Like, it's like, yeah. there's, we see, actually, I forgot to say, we see in the, like, the er- mind erasing thing when Joel is about to be taken in, there's a woman beside him with a box of stuff, like, with a dog bowl that says Buster and a bone and stuff. So, obviously, she's probably forgetting a dog that died. And I just think, like, because there's so much pain from that, because realistically, a dog is not going to do much wrong. Yeah. But because they died, like, there's so much pain associated with all that happiness. I think that's a different perspective of it, because it's, like, there's so much happiness, but now it's gone. Yeah, I think with, like, with the grief with the person that you only have positive memories of, when you think of those positive memories, you feel like an ache, kind of. Yeah, but this, in this case, it's like, oh, they did, they did something wrong. They are part, like, they are part of the reason why this is, why this is over. Like, with a breakup like this, they are part of the reason, no, it's not all their fault, but, like, they are partially the reason why this is not continuing. Yeah. I think there's more pain and that kind of memory where you don't really know how to feel about it yeah I mean today I was like uh like walking around my room and I was gonna get a book um I'm pointing at it podcast listeners were in my room right now you have many books I that's do, not specific I do have many books and I saw um one of my crossword books and I thought of the time that you me and an ex-friend of mine uh, like we we did crosswords. Like we, you came over to my house. We did crosswords together. We had I have no time. clue who this friend is. You're gonna have to tell <laughs> I will me. tell you after. Do you not remember this? Well, we did we did crosswords together. We had a good time. Um, and it's like that. Me- is that memory tinged by the like bad stuff that happened after with that yeah. person? It's like, and I kind of came to the conclusion that like. No, I'm gonna let those good memories still exist. You, you do. Yeah, I think I know. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta know. Yeah, it's like, it's like I just gotta let them exist on their own. Yeah, but so he starts scrambling, and then he's like on like this ice like when they were together, and she's like dragged away, and they're in like a train station, and he but starts panicking, and he's running around, and he tells Clementine like, I, "I'm erasing you. I don't want to. Like, we have to go." And that's at one point they're in an apartment, and the whole this this memory was him staring at her crotch and then having sex with her on the couch, <laughs> not the armchair, not the sex, not the sex armchair, just the couch. Um, the designated great sex memory. Um, and so he's like Clementine's fits in this movie though. Wow, not a single he, miss. <laughs> yeah. So she's like panicking, and like they're panic. He's panicking, and then. What she says, well, take me to a memory that they can't find us. And so he um, originally thinks of him singing... uh, Yeah, and it's raining outside and he goes outside and he, like, gets on a bike or something when he's, like... I'm guessing, like, seven or eight. Yeah. And then it starts raining in the apartment. But the only thing is there's not another person in this, so it's just him goes and she stays. Then he thinks of a memory... When he was a kid, and he's, like, four, sitting under the table, and his mom and a babysitter are in the kitchen. And, yeah, it's a a weird It's so weird. It's, like, maybe the most comedic scene in the entire movie. So, he is the height that he is, but in the scale of a four-year-old, so he's small. Yeah. And he's doing, like, Jim Carrey comedy, kind of. Um, Um... 
And he's, but he's also kind of has the mind of a four-year-old because he's getting a whole upset. And Clementine is the babysitter. And she decides, for some reason, it's a good idea to show her, like, clothed crotch. Like, because he's upset. But also, he's He's meant to be four. (laughs) So he kind of, he has the mind of whatever he's, whatever, 30-ish. 30-something, yeah. Yeah. But also four, because he's Do, whinging, like... What does Clementine work as? Does she work in the library? Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't know what he works at. He's probably could be unemployed. Um, yeah, he does... They do something. It's unclear. Yeah. And then we left off... He, I mean, he's got a room. He's got two armchairs. He had to afford that somehow. Yeah. We left off, and he is... Like, it's Mark Ruffalo and um, Mary... After both naked, um, I think we see a bit of Michael and Bojack. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh wait, oh no, Joel's gone," and so he's on his brain map, being like, "Where the fuck is he gone?" Yeah, and that's basically where we left off. So yeah. shall we return to the? Movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you like? Are you liking it? I am liking it. It's I think good. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. Seeing a second time. Um, they panic because they've lost Joel, and so they call Howard. Howard is the old guy that yeah, runs the Yeah, he's the guy the that clinic. runs the thing. Uh, he's the doctor, and... <laughs> okay, I, I'm not a mic person. What are the, those dubbing people? Is that what they called? I don't know. I, anyway. I'm not... I just, I'm, I'm holding the mic. I'm, I'm not a mic person. I have a mic, and I was just, like, pushing the mic up. Fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they suggest to call Howard... And, by the way, um, they're both, like, half-naked and high, so um, Frodo's not here. It's just um, it's just Mary and Mark Ruffalo. And I don't remember what his name is. I don't think we find out. No? Um, so, yeah, it's them, and they're like, okay, so he's coming. And then they cut back to Joel under the table. Yeah, and then the, he's, like, in the bath with... Clementine. Yeah, they like... And his mom's singing, like, the Clementine song. Yeah, um, and then they cut to... I thought it was... Uh, I have I'm trying here. to read your hand for it. And Frodo and... Oh, yeah, and then it... So, it cuts to Joel crying under the table, and then Clementine, like, gets under the table with him, and they're, like, talking. And then it cuts to Frodo and Clementine in a car, and she's crying because... They were on the lake. Frodo brought yeah, her to the starts, lake. And he starts reusing, like, an old line. And she's really upset because she just feels something's off. Yeah, and then she calls her nice, which Joel does a lot. Like, you know, like, when people say they're fine all the time? They just use the same word over and over. Yeah. So he uses nice, which is what Joel uses a lot. And she, like, freaks out again. Then it cuts to Howard has arrived and Mary answers the door. And they're like, oh, what's going on? Um, with, like, what's going on, Joel has disappeared, and they're in the bath, in, like, a sink bath. Yeah, and his mother's, like, singing the Clementine song, and so... Yeah, and, like... We realise that's how he doesn't remember the song, it's because they got that memory erased. Yeah, and then the drain swirls, and in real life he opens his eyes, and they're like, oh, he's opening his eyes, he's not supposed to be able to do that, like, the, like, the doctor, Mark Ruffalo, and he's crying... And then it cuts to them outside a drive-in movie theatre and he's, like, dripping water because he's, like, obviously, like, just been in the bath. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it's meant to be like a memory of like the first time he kissed a girl, like they were at a drive-in movie. Or yeah, whatever. I think that was it. Um, Except Clementine has like replaced the girl in that scene. Yeah, and they weren't in the drive-in movie theater, so they kind of snuck like behind the fence and were still watching it, but they weren't there and obviously yeah. hadn't paid and they were, so they couldn't hear it very well and they were like voicing it, you weren't here for this. Um, <laughs> Because you were hungry. Um, I was hungry. I went downstairs. I got myself a little pot yogurt. And then they find another memory that, um, that Clementine oh, is not Um, where... So he is obviously an artist. He's an artist. He's been an artist for a while. And when he was a teenager to, um, he, for the purpose of satisfying his urges. Yes. Uh, no, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna be around the bush here jerking off. He was there's jerking off there's an explicit tag on this podcast already. Yes, so he was jerking off to stuff he did that he drew. He drew and it was like kinda like ladies with dog heads. Yeah, why did he give them dog heads? I don't know. Um, and then yeah. his his mother walks in. I feel like we have seen throughout this movie that he's a bit kinky. Okay. Yeah, with the suffocation there's a scene where uh, she's like trying to suffocate him with the pillow while he like gropes her and yeah like, that's yeah and so he and then his mom walks in <laughs> that's just the memory and then it cuts to him in a cape like there's obviously kids and there's a like memory a of him bird. being like peer pressured to kill a bird yeah I think the, was the bird already dead or was it like was he killing I don't know if he was smushing a dead bird or killing a bird he was doing something fucked up yeah and then and we see baby Clementine yeah, and I don't know if it's baby Clementine or just a baby that Clementine is playing. I think, like, in the original memory, there might there was another girl there, maybe, or just another person. But this is but baby it's be, But it's being replaced with baby Clementine, her little fat girl. Yeah. And so that is... Then she's like, no, Joel, it's fine. No, like, leave him alone. And then they're all like, ooh, you're getting carried off by a girl. And then he's like, hey, that's not fair. And he tries to kind of, like not fight because they're like four but he tries to like fight with the other kids and but it's really funny because he looks like a grown man and then this kid like tackles him not tackles him but like brings him down and and then they like walk off and he starts smushing her with a pillow because they're like play fighting which is really weird considering the next time we yeah the next scene is her (laughs) smushing him with the pillow and her and him groping her it seems to be, like, a kink thing for... I don't know. Yeah. This, these people are weird. No, this is a memory of them in a relationship. This is a set... The first one of them as kids is him hiding. But, obviously, this is when they find him and the house in the background, like, falls apart because they find yeah. him. Um, we've, we've had a lot of um, discussion and disagreement over the whole, like, Clementine's hair thing. Because, yeah. Uh, listener... I am a little bit colorblind, just a teeny, teeny, teeny little bit colorblind. And my worst colors are purple, pink, and orange. And she has pink and orange in hair. I don't think she. I don't see a single shred of pink in her hair. But it is kind of pinky red, pinky orange. It is. You're colorblind. I'm not trusting you. Um. So then. Apparently they're on the beach in the snow at one point. I don't think that's significant because I didn't say anything else about it. Then in the background, Mary is talking to Howard and she says the name of the movie. She Yeah, what is this? Some kind of eternal sunshine in the spotless mind? Yeah. It's a quote from a poem. Actually. And then... About memory. She kisses Howard. Because even though it's literally nothing before this to suggest that she liked Howard... She's loved him for a long time, apparently. Yeah, and because she's stoned, she's saying this stuff. And then... We get the plot 
Yeah, so when, Mark, when his wife shows up. Mark Ruffalo sees them kissing in the window. Then then Howard's wife shows up and Mark Ruffalo like beeps the horn and cuz and they're like and then they look out the window and see the wife and Mark Ruffalo and then the wife drives off in the car and Howard and Mary are chasing her being like stop. And she's like, I'm sorry, it was just a crush. I just have a crush. It's like a one-time thing. I'm a stupid girl with a stupid crush. Yeah, and the wife says, oh, Howard, like, why don't you just tell her, like, you can have him. And it is revealed... You already have. You already have. Because they were together. They were together, and she and him... It seems like he pressured her into having the memory removal thing. Well, I feel like she probably... Wanted she, she, it. she did somewhat want it, but in the tapes that we hear, she's like kind of reluctant. She's like changing her mind at the last minute. He's like, "No, we're going." No, this. to be honest, though, I don't think that was like a bad pressuring because I think she did want it, but she didn't want to let go. Yeah, and I think he knew that it was probably better for her. Yeah, best for the both of because them. Because realistically, but... she was a lot more vulnerable than him because he's like married with kids like in his 50s and she's in her 20s like yeah you know there's it's very Leonardo DiCaprio-esque you know going back to Titanic (laughs) yeah it's Um, very much like he was kind of and it's clear that he's still like attracted to her and still cares for her but um yeah I think I'm not to be honest I think the memory wiping thing for her was good because really like he was big paramount like yeah but Obviously, when she finds out about this, she feels so angry and so Oh, yeah. Bad, and she quits her job. She quits her job, and she mails out all the info to, like, clients. Yeah. Like, she ma- voice recordings. She mails them all the, like, tapes that they made before their memories were wiped. And so, Joel... Yeah, Joel has, like, finished with the memory wiping process, and I think he's gone to see Clementine, because they met again after they had yeah. both forgot... And she plays the voice recording of her being like, oh, I knew Joel, I'm erasing him because of this, that, and the other, like, and she's very vulnerable, and he kind of doesn't believe her, like, he thinks she's messing with him, like, how do you know all this stuff about me? Yeah, because he hasn't really had the same, like, feeling of something being wrong as Clementine. Yeah, and then they get back to his house, and he has the same voice recording, and he is saying all this shit about her like some like, like kind of misogynistic shit of like the like she the only way she's able to connect with people is like having sex with them or dangling the potential of sex which yeah. I think okay about, about to have a little feminist rant here love it okay but from my experience with some guys some guys think that just by existing you're dangling the offer of sex with you yeah. over them you know when you're not doing that yeah, no, I think... But I don't know if he genuinely thought... Like, there's obviously so misogyny there, but I think part of it was literally he was so hurt. And yeah, he was just, just he was mad and everything. he was just saying the most hurtful shit he um, could come up with. And so there's this... Mo- they're just sitting there and, like, like drinking stuff and, like, this is playing in the background of her of him saying all this shit. And then she walks out. Yeah. This is um, in the last five Because minutes. for some reason he doesn't pause it. He's just, like, playing this and she's hearing all... I, I think, think she wanted to listen to it, though. Yeah. And so she's just kind of listening to all this shit that he's saying about her. And kind of saying, actually, that's really hurtful. That's not true. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they go out in the hallway and 
So she's like, you know, I'm just like a fucked up girl trying to kind of get through life, whatever. She's, she says the same thing that she said before, like the second time they met, the first scene where her hair is dyed red. Uh, she's like, some guys think that I can fix them or that I'm going to like change their life, but I'm just a fucked up girl trying to find my own peace of mind. And she just repeats that. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is when... So it's not... There's nothing... There's no, like, big kiss scene. There's nothing. But after this, they cut to them on the beach. Yeah. With the fence? With the fence. Really, like- really weird fence. That's not important, but it's a really curvy fence that does not need to be curvy. It's a weird, unnecessary fence. Yeah. Um, I... You are pissed off. I'm pissed off. They're not good for each other. They... they both of them, like, I don't think are ready for a relationship. Both of them need therapy. Um, and I think they're just fundamentally too different in the way just that they are as people to be in a good relationship together. So I'm going to say that was my immediate reaction to this film. But here's my... <laughs> here's, here's your hot take. It's not a hot take. I am perfectly aware of all of that. And they are perfectly aware of that. She heard so many hurtful things about herself. But I think what the message of this is I'm taking from it is they know all of this but they are willing to get hurt again and they didn't say they wouldn't do things differently they could do things exactly the same but they are so willing to get hurt again just for those little moments of happiness which is not healthy but they are so willing I think that seems to be the conclusion of the movie and its whole thing about memory it's like the question that's asked is basically is was the good memories worth the pain and And the conclusion it comes to is yes and that they do it again for those mm-hmm. good memories, even if they come with the pain. But I think there's also the ending is open to interpretation of they could do things differently because now they know what they think of each other. They could. They could, yeah. It, I, I don't think it says that. It doesn't... It leaves room for that. It doesn't hint at that, though. It's... Yeah, it's open to what you interpret from the ending and what... Yeah. I think... That, th- that they could try and do things differently, but I don't think that they... I think these two people just couldn't make it work. But I also think that they both... They're both choosing to do it, so I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think, you know, ultimately making a relationship... Like, both of you wanting to try to make it work is, like, a massive part of making it work. Mm. And even if, like... I think they want this relationship, but they're aware of how bad it is... And I think if they're aware of how bad it is and they're both consenting adults, then let them, <laughs> let them be, do, yeah, let them do what they want. I think it's like a thing, you know, um, like people who go back into relationships just because like they don't want to be alone or they don't want to find somebody else. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, finding somebody else is tiring. Yeah. And like when you, once you get to a certain point... Um, this is an odd reference, but I was reading some interview with Cardi B, whose, like, husband cheated on her, oh. and she was, like, and people were, and she's, like, addressing, the interviewer was, like, well, some people are, like, you shouldn't have gone back to him, and she's, like, well, what am I supposed to do, like, find another man who's also gonna cheat on me, like, no, I'm gonna stick and make it work with the guy I've been making it work with for so long, mm-hmm. you know? But I think if, like, if done right, then go ahead, like, there are, I, okay, I'm a Reddit person, um, yeah. Am I the asshole for erasing my memories no, of my girlfriend? Yeah. No, I see like a lot of people discussing like on True Off My Chest about people cheating. There are so many people who are like dump that person and then other people who are like no but give them the benefit of the doubt. And then there are the people who have been cheated on and 
got back together with them and said I was willing to do that work and now I'm in a committed relationship but they were willing and they did it yeah it's like I think that's the difference I know there are people who like infidelity for them is just a stumbling block in their relationship and it's something yeah. they work through but for me look at Ross and Rachel <laughs> for me we were on a break we were on a break that was kind of different they were on a break for me personally I think I'd just never be able to trust the person. No, that's a huge lack of trust. I, I, even, regardless of what it was, I think, for me personally, a damage, damage to trust I would find hard to get over. Yeah, it's like, as I, as I am now, and I hope I always will be, I'm fine, I'm completely happy not being in a relationship. Like, yeah, something happens, something happens. But I'm never going to be in a situation just because I don't want to be alone. Because everyone yeah. needs to know how to be alone. Um, and for me, I think I couldn't handle the stress of every time they're working too late, oh, are they cheating on me again? Mm-hmm. Every time I let them go... Uh, let them. No, I don't. <laughs> every time they go out somewhere, like, oh, are they going to cheat on me? You know? I just... No, dump them. Yeah. No, see, I can't really talk because I have... <laughs> I've always, never been cheated on. I, no, I have always had the mind of... I'm a teenager, I'm too young to get into a relationship. And I thought that would change when I was a teenager. It has not. I have no interest in dating anyone. Um, But, you know, like... And, like, I've... My own experience is I've I've been told, oh, so-and-so has has fancied me. You know, like, Mm. that's all. But, like, I genuinely think... Even just with friendships, I... I give people the benefit of their doubt way too much. Far too much. I and you can you can bet me here. Yeah. And um, but I do have to say I give people the benefit of their doubt, but that does not mean I trust them at all because like I have a damage to trust. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, continue. I, yeah. So if I have trust damage and I will still feel that, but I'm like. But it's fine. So yeah, for me, my... I'm like I'm at a point where I'm like it should be. It's fine, you know. Yeah. I you can, can. I do realize that when it like is important, you can always forgive, but you can't forget. And I think if I'm in a relationship where there's something, I'd feel like I'd have to forget to be mm-hmm. able. Uh, here, here's something I've learned: if there's things about the person you're with friend, relationship, whatever person you are, if there's things that you have to ignore about them, run. Well, like, I feel like sometimes it's when there's, when the things are too big. Because some, some things are like, yeah, well, that person is just like that. I mean... No, but, you know, like, some, to a certain extent. To a certain, like, there's, like, annoying traits and things you don't like about everyone. There'll be, there'll be, like, stuff that you don't particularly like about people. But when it's genuinely interfering or upsetting to you. If there's something you really don't like. And you, like, think about it. It's not like, you know, I can say, oh, this person, like, they're so annoying. They always do this. Like, but even even more than that, sometimes they're just like, oh, they say this every now and again and I don't like it. But they don't realise they're doing it. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, I have friends who, I don't know, like pressure me into doing projects sometimes and like they don't realize the amount of work I put in yeah and they just like get me to do the project and that's not a nice thing to do yeah but they might not realize they're doing it that's usually like like sometimes you have an issue with someone that you can communicate with them yeah like you can work through that That, that's not like a deep character flaw Mm -hmm. it's an annoying thing yeah um 
but then there's people who are like that's like I'm ignore I'm ignore going to ignore the fact that they want to control me all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore the fact that they're mean to other people sometimes. No, and I think the problem with that is especially when the other person is aware aware somewhat even somewhat that like they're doing something wrong, but they're like, oh, but this person is going along with it. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's kind of says mean stuff realizes they're saying their mean stuff but the other person didn't say anything about it so i'm gonna continue Mm. yeah (sighs) anyway yeah this yeah this movie was interesting this movie was interesting um i have the the take of if things were bad enough with someone that you want to erase your memories with Mm -hmm. them if you can write essays on the issues you guys have just walk away like you can't you can't you can't be doing that man do that's because you're too forgiving no i am too forgiving but but they were perfectly aware yeah i mean and they were willing like because they were perfectly aware like they knew they knew it probably wouldn't go well but also i feel like there were a lot of people there i'm not i have a dog (laughs) i have a dog i love my dog more than life itself yes um and there was a woman in there erasing the death of her dog yeah. That is not... No one was hurt there. That dog probably died. Unfortunately, because it's a dog, that's sad. But when you think about it, that is, like... That is just something... She just didn't want to feel the pain. So there's not necessarily... It's because the relationship was so bad. It's they didn't want to feel the pain of that relationship. Yeah. And pain is relative because... To these people, we both think they're mentally ill. So the oh, pain sure, is probably, sure, sure. like, a, worse than it usually would be. So I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, they want to erase a pain, not necessarily the relationship. Because you see when he's getting it erased, he's like, oh, wait, the good memories, I don't want them gone. Yeah, I mean, I the, the conclusion that this movie comes to is that you shouldn't erase memories. And I said at the start of the episode, yeah, I don't think... I've had painful relationships. I've had relationships that I think messed me up mm-hmm. but I wouldn't erase them because I feel like I learned you yeah. know I would still genuinely consider it <laughs> like no I don't think I should but I think it wouldn't have too much of an impact on me if I was to remember yeah. I just like if I was to remember I'd be like okay well yeah I erased it I get it I think some bad things that have happened to me now I'm, I'm not one of those like ooh like pain makes you stronger and better or whatever but um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger last a little longer <laughs> Kelly Clarkson um, but I do think that like going through rough stuff has made me more empathetic and it has taken things in my life into perspective autobiography coming soon yeah buy it <laughs> the podcast is just a stepping stone yeah gonna do I'm gonna have an episode that's just me like yeah. talking very vaguely because I can't provide any de- identifying details because people I know listen to this podcast but yeah. and bots from Russia and bots be- my Belgian bots love Aww, you slay. if you're a Belgian bot <laughs> give this podcast a five star imagine there was actually from Belgium if you're a person actually from Belgium listening to this please tell me you're not a bot yeah I'd love that I'll put some of those like, little polls in the description anyway Emer, what do you think of this movie what would you rate it 
And do you think it's one of the greatest movies of all time? I don't think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. I, don't. I think it is a great psychological analysis movie. I think it's... My favourite scene of this movie, the one that like genuinely did like evoke emotion, I think I was expecting this movie to hit emotionally harder than it did, mm-hmm. was the one when he's on the train and like you can see him going past all their memories. Oh, like the library and stuff? Yeah, I love that. That was my favourite And um, Because she works in the library and you just see memories from the past and he's on the train. That is a cool scene, just in general. I like that. That did not emo- evoke any emotion for me <laughs> at all. Yeah, um, I, th- I don't think... I think in my letterbox review I said uh, it's like one of the greatest movies about love and relationships of all you time. You haven't even watched it! I know! <laughs> but from like the video essay I watched, it made it sound smart. Um, I'm a, I, I, <laughs> a year ago me was a big like pretend watcher of movies. <laughs> like if you've watched a YouTube video about it. Yeah, I've totally watched it. Um, I think I'd give it like... I, at the start of the movie, I didn't like it that much. By the end, I did. I think maybe like a three, three and a half stars. Oh, is this a, so? It's out of five, right? Out of five. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, using the letterbox system. Oh, I have. I've never been on letterbox, so I have no clue what it looks like. But I don't know. To be honest, I think it could be a really great. I feel like if they went into the emotion and like love side of it a bit more, I think it would be so much better. I feel like I see the potential for a better movie. But yeah, like, because the trippiness is so cool, but I feel like it's just the use of... I feel like my English teacher would love me right now. Use of colour. Um, yeah. So she has, like, the... But it's all really dull. And I think if they had, like, even made, like, the scenes where they were really happy just a bit brighter or just a bit more, like, romanticised in that way, I think it would hit, like, ten times harder. Like, regardless, everything else could be all dull, like, the whole movie. But just the scenes where they're, like, happy and they're just, like, some of that kind of stuff. Make it, like, a bit more sappy. Yeah. I think the best part of this movie, uh, that train scene, Clementine's outfits, and John Bryan, who popped off with the scorpion. Oh, my God. John Bryan. The movie, like, the music in it is so good. Yeah, that's, like, one of the standout parts to me. Um... Because, like, every now and again, we just go, oh, my God, the music is so good. Yeah, I think that might just be because we're both kind of musicians. Yeah, like, my junior cert music exam, I was, like, preparing for, like, movie music. It didn't come up. Fuck that. But, like, you know, I know I know about my, my movie music, and it's supposed to create an atmosphere, you know? Yeah. And it did. It did a good job. It did. Because, I... like, you'd get, like, trippy music when it was all lit. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of the emotion in this movie is just the music. Yeah. Anyway, so, in conclusion, I don't think it really lives up to the hype, but there are good parts of this movie. I think it's really interesting to talk about, but if it had, like, if it had brought more emotion, I like, I think I'd probably give it, like, a two and a half. It's a lot more fun to talk about than it is to watch. Yeah, I really, like, because it's, like, it, because it's so mad, like, you're kind of trying to make sense of it, that's why it's interesting to talk about, but... If it had just, like, brought more emotion, I would be like, oh, my God, it's beautiful, you know? Yeah, I think then it could have been the masterpiece that people say it is. Yeah. Um, my brother loves it, though. Yeah. Film nerd of a brother. But, uh, sorry, what was I, was I going to say? Must have been a Yeah, must have. Um, <laughs> I, um, I think I've got a rule with movies that they, they have to be funny. No matter what they're, they are for me to enjoy it, I like funny movies. You know? Okay. 
you know, even if it's a super sad emotional movie, like, I, and I guess I like my movies to be fun even when there's something that is going to make you sad, and I've found this movie was a bit flat in terms of that. Yeah. And <laughs> I know, I think it was all a bit flat, like, it didn't ever, it, like, if it had been funny, that would have maybe gotten some of the, because anytime it was funny, it was just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You know, it wasn't funny. It was just like, what? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, I just think they should have had more range of emotions because it was just kind of plain. Yeah. So, in conclusion, an, an okay movie that had a lot of big potential. In it had it. so much potential. And it's interesting. It's a, it's a smart movie, I yeah. think. It's not like... And they, they did okay with it, but I think they could have done better. It's the kind yeah. of movie I'd like to see remade. Yeah. For sure. Same people. Yeah, same actors and everything. Like, I don't think any of the performances were standout, but they were, like... I just like that, like, Mark Ruffalo, Kate Winslet, <laughs> like, these are, like, objectively famous actors, but this kind of movie did... Because the movie was kind of bland, it just didn't really seem like they fit. Yeah. It was kind of, like... But there was, like, Marvel actors there, and I'm like... Why are you in this? <laughs> so, uh, this has been... I swear I'm not... They should have Paul Rudd in there somewhere. I feel like this movie would suit Paul Rudd. I think it would. I don't know Just why. Just replace Jim Carrey with Paul Rudd. No, Jim I, Carrey needs to be in it. No. I, he I does. Think, I, he didn't really seem like Jim Carrey for much of it. That's because like, you've seen him in one movie. <laughs> he didn't seem like Ace Ventura Pet Detective, okay? And on that note... I'm Al. This is Emer, and we're not. I don't know if I want to be associated with this. (laughs) See you next time, Belgian bots.